but 68% of Americans have a paid off mortgage, or paid off house, or at least 50% in home equity. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. It was all started by a month. So Target is finally in talks with the Lake Nona West Shopping Center. And I know a lot of people, they want a place to shop over in Lake Nona. If you don't, if you live in that side of town, you've got uh, the 417 kind of right here. And you've got the new Osceola Parkway extension that's going to split the uh, Lake Nona Town Center. And then off to the west, they've got this massive new development going in for Lake Nona West. And it's been confirmed that Target is going to be uh, going in there. For So for those of you that live in the area and you're like, listen, it's pretty sparse. There's a few different restaurants. Obviously, Narcusi's always packed and busy. Uh, this is probably going to bring a little bit more traffic to that side of town uh, for sure. Uh, but we've got Target coming into the area. And I think that there's going to probably be some more big box stores coming. I had known about Target coming for a while. And as they were negotiating things, I had to keep it on the down low. But it's cool to see this finally come out. And so I'm curious also as we go through. So you, I know some people are excited about Target. Some people get excited about Costco. There's a huge one coming to Claremont. Uh, that's going to be open up in the next probably four to five months. But what are some of the things that you absolutely have to have in a community? Like if you go to an area and you're like, it, it really needs to be within 15 minutes of this. Uh, so many of our clients will say that it needs to be within 15, 20 minutes of Target. Some people say Whole Foods. Some people say Trader Joe's. Some people say, I don't really care. I just need a quick gas station. And if you live in Horizon West, that can even be a little bit of a tougher sort of thing. Uh, but we've got, let's go back to people checking in. We've got Matt and Jennifer checking in from Groveland. So appreciate you checking in. Stephanie is hanging out from Simpsonville, South Carolina. You are always checking out on the lives. And that means... So much to me hanging out. Uh, we got Chris hanging out. Says he's uh, enjoying some recreational things and hanging out. Good for you. Uh, Jessica's hanging out from in uh, Horizon West. I love some Horizon West. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, and a lot of people checking in about Torchies. They're excited to find out where this is. Uh, Lewis is hanging out in Seattle. Kim in Claremont. So keep checking in. We definitely appreciate it. Visuals checking in from NYC. I'm going to see you guys soon. I'm going to see you guys in November. We're going to go run the New York Marathon. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, but let's keep going down the line of what else is coming and our plan for tonight. So uh, this week, actually, last night, I was on Channel 6, which is like clickorlando.com, um, WKMG. And we we're talking about Horizon West, which people watched up my channel ever at all, you know, I kind of know Horizon West like the back of my hand and there's a lot of stuff coming. And so one of the things they talked about was that there's been 300% growth in Horizon West over the past 10 years, which is easy to see. It went from 10,000 residents to 58,000 residents over the past 10 years. And there's a lot of things that need to come out. Um, we need more schools, we need more roads, we need more retail, we need more shopping, all of that kind of thing. But one of the things I think we need a lot of is parks. And so uh, as I was going through permitting today, just prepare for the show. I noticed that finally the parks, uh, the Horizon West Regional Park, which is going to be this massive, massive deal. If you look over here on the for those watching live uh, and not listening to the podcast, there's going to be a Horizon West Regional Park. It's going to have an amphitheater, uh, outdoor parks, a ton of different things for kids and adults alike um, that are going to enjoy it. And so, uh, if you don't know where this is in general. Um, you've got the 429 here and then Hamlin Groves section, which is 
uh, the Hamlin Shopping Center, if you will. And they're finally moving forward with this regional park that they've promised us now for at least six or seven years that I can remember that this was supposed to come. And so going through that, it's actually going through permitting now. Looks like they've got $11 million, $11.7 million set aside uh, to get going on this thing. And it's supposed to be um, breaking ground within 60 days and then hopefully seeing some kind of initial completion August of, of sometime next year. And so, man, it, it feels like so much of the stuff when you move into a new area, a new emerging area that it takes forever to get some of this stuff going. Whereas if you live in like the downtown Orlando area or you live in Winter Park or you live in Altamont or Maitland, some of these more established downtown areas, it's all there. It's all there for you and you have, to, you have to wait for it. But it's like, for me, I love being a part of this like new thriving kind of town of Horizon West or section of town, uh, Horizon West. And so let me know, is this something that you're cool with? Are you are you okay with buying something a little bit lower in terms of price point? Because five years ago, Horizon West was super affordable. Now Claremont and some of these other areas are a bit more affordable. And then you're waiting for some of this stuff. Like you buy low, so that way eventually all of the amenities show up. Or are you one that's like, I don't care about any of this other stuff. I would much rather buy something where I can lock in at a really low price, or a reasonable price rather, but all of the amenities are still there. Let me know what you think down below. Uh, Joseph's checking in from, Joseph and Robert are checking in from East North Carolina. Good to see you. Uh, what's up, Miami Coffee? Good to see you. Appreciate you checking in. As always, uh, we've got a bunch of people. Gas stations, Trader Joe's is where people need to live uh, nearby, is what they're saying. Uh, Disney Springs and has great restaurants. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Uh, Vince says he's currently in New York, but he has a house in Claremont. Great show. I appreciate you very much so. VJ uh, says... He's checking in from Lake Nona. Don Juan, here we go. So Trader Joe's, Target, and Whole Foods, you nailed it. Yeah, so the crazy thing, like a, like a Lake Nona area, which is so popular in growth, doesn't have it. Horizon West, we've got Targets. Now we've got one at Flamingo Crossing. We've got one at Winter Garden Village. We got them everywhere. It's really close to in Kissimmee. But there's no Trader Joe's and there's no Whole Foods. And so most people are looking at Dr. Phillips, if that's the point. I'm curious if that's where you live, Don Juan. Uh, for sure. Jill is checking in from Reunion. I so appreciate it. Winston, where are you where, where are you watch? Where are you at? Where in the world is Winston today? Because my man is always on a plane somewhere. So anyhow, let's go back to this over here. So regional parks, I think this is a big deal. The next thing coming over to Horizon West is Pop Stroke. Now we've been talking about this because the uh, the company that Tiger Woods owns has been talking about this. And if you don't know what Pop Stroke is, it's kind of like Top Golf for putt putt. And actually, actually. They've got leagues, they've got great food, they've got, uh, you have event space and it's it's pretty nice. I mean, for me, I'm much more of a putt-putt kind of guy than a get out and play 18 holes all the time. I could see my family and I using this a ton, uh, but this is finally coming to where this will actually be moving forward with construction. And so uh, they've got roughly seven to $10 million budget for it. It looks like it's going to start sometime in late 2023 with construction actually moving forward to 2024. So if you know where the Hamlin area is over in Horizon West, um, this is kind of this plus the Tiki restaurant that's coming over. And then eventually the food hall are kind of the last three big things that people are really looking forward to in that area in terms of a usability and lifestyle thing. You add in this recreational piece that's finally moving forward with the county 
And it's like, oh, wow, Horizon West is finally like a town where you've got things to do and you don't need to like disperse out as quick as possible. And so it's interesting going back to the story uh, with Channel 6. He was asking me off off camera, why do people love Horizon West? Is it a Disney thing? Is it proximity to Disney? And I said, yeah. And he said, is it a schools thing? I was like, probably. I mean, there's new schools popping up everywhere. Um, New schools doesn't always mean great schools, although I think the schools are really good. Um, and yet, why is it that this place is booming? I think it's like a little bit of everything. You're like 40 minutes from the airport. You've got a new stock of homes and a lot of people want new. They don't want to have to buy something that's 20, 30 years old. And in just a little bit, I'm actually going to go to a new segment. Well, it's a little bit of an old segment. I used to do this when I first went live talking about some of my favorite new listings of the week. But when you look at Horizon West, the majority of the houses have been built up over the past 10 years. And so you can buy something and really not have to touch it for another five to 10 years. And some people really dig that. But it's proximity to Disney, I think, is is the number one kind of thing. But let me know if you live in that area, why do you like it or why do you not like it? If you looked, if you thought about moving to the area, you looked at Horizon West and said, ah, not for me. I'm also curious about that. So let us know down in the comments below. All right. So Torchies Tacos. I have been a Torchies fan ever since I go to Texas a lot. Keller Williams, which is the company that I'm underneath, uh, they're based out of uh, Texas. And so I'm just there all the time. It's a good spot. The tacos are like, um, you know, I'm a Hunger Street tacos fan here in Orlando, but this is like a little bit more. They've got salads. They've got breakfast burritos. They've got it just feels like that Texas vibe to me. And Texas, I'm sorry, has they do. They've got the best tacos around. And so this one is actually going to be, it appears that this Torchy Tacos is going to be in Altamont Springs over uh, 999 North State Road, for, uh, 434. And it's opening up next month, October 25th. And this is going to be the second chain they have in Florida, but the first one here in Orlando. And there's going to be two more. It appears that they're in negotiations trying to get this done. One would be over where the old Red Robin is in the Winter Garden Village area. Um, that has shuttered through COVID or right after COVID. That place was always so dark and really tough to get in and park. It was really bad. But a Torchy's Tacos there would crush it. And then the other one is in O-Town West. And O-Town West continues to pull and tease in really great different restaurants and new concepts to Orlando. So it's really cool to see this. So right now, you're 25 days away or right before Halloween, I guess. 20, 30 days away from Torchy's Tacos in Altamont. You better believe I'm going to make the drive up over to Altamont Springs to see that for sure. Um, all right, let's see some other questions. Adventures of Gen X says, I just moved to the Narcusi area. I love it so far. Brightline is finally opening tomorrow. You think it'll actually open this time? I hope so. I hope so because it's, um, I'm excited to use it. Like I'm gonna plan a family trip where we actually all utilize the family pack. I think it's like a, a pack of five that you can do for a discount price and I wanna see it. And so um, I was looking at, the whole map of this exactly where the stations are. And I'll show you guys this on the screen as well. So, you know, Orlando station, it says we're arriving 2023, hopefully tomorrow, hopefully tomorrow, <laughs> but Miami station down in Miami central, <clears throat> then there's an Aventura station, Fort Lauderdale station, Boca station, West Palm beach station. And then from West Palm all the way up and over, I thought for sure that this was supposed to stop over in Coco, but it doesn't say it on their map, which, I got to double check on. And then there's Orlando and then eventually it'll loop back around to Tampa. 
And so that Tampa to Orlando piece is going to be a really big one for the longest time. People have talked about Orlando and, and Tampa becoming sort of like one big metro area. And I think that with Lakeland continuing to boom and sort of that Polk County on down continuing to grow, um, I think that we are going to see much more of a merging of the cities. We're only you know, 90 minutes away, depending on I-4 traffic. And so you add in like a, a, a light rail like this or a, an easy way to jump on a train. I think it's going to be a big thing for us. Um, Tom wants us, sorry, Ken, San Diego to LA has the best tacos. Then we can start talking about Texas. I do love Torchies though. San Diego. Yeah. Okay. So I've had some good tacos in San Diego for sure. I was a little let down with the LA taco scene, but San Diego, you're absolutely right. Austin. Every time I'm in Austin though, somebody takes me to a new taco restaurant. I'm like, oh no, this is the best taco. And so, um, I've been trying to replicate that here in Orlando. Haven't found like that level yet, but let's see, we'll see what happens over. Uh, over with Torchies. Um, Jillian says, I hope that the bright line stops in Lakeland. I think that that would be smart, especially with everything going on in Lakeland. Um, but I think also I could also see the greatness of not having a stop. Like if you could be from Orlando to Tampa within 45 minutes, not have to do I-4, not take a car, that would be awesome. Go down to Armature Works and some of the other cool stuff that they've got. The new Ray, Tampa Bay Rays Stadium uh, is just announced this week. It's going to be a lot of cool things in, I think, synergy between our two cities. Uh, so we'll see how it goes from there. Uh, let's go into some of your questions. I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Miami Coffee says uh, he needs a plum. Uh, plum plum Fresh Market and Farmer's Market would be a major plus. We've got a lot of farmer's markets here. That's one thing that I just I love about Central Florida. Really, like, well-attended ones. Like, the Winter Garden one's fantastic. The Winter Park one, fantastic. Um, the, I mean, really celebration has one winter garden or Windermere has one. I think Windermere's is on Friday, which is like, seems to be a weird day for me. Um, anyhow, so crazy going back through here. Visual says you're going to be, we're going to be cheering. We're, uh, we're cheering crowd on first Ave for the marathon. I'm so excited. Hopefully I'm not too slow for you. I would think, you know, I'm going to be like a four and a half hour kind of guy. So depending on when that is, I'll shoot you a DM. We'll figure that out. <laughs> uh, going back to the question I asked earlier, what was it like one of the coolest things that you did in Orlando uh, over this year? Mark says one of the coolest things was finally the final day of Splash Mountain. Mountain, What a party. Um, we wrote it for sure that last week and that thing was packed. It had never seen so many people in the queue. If you haven't seen some of the photos of Tiana's that's taking over that, uh, it's they're coming along fast. Disney doesn't build stuff fast. And yet here we are. It's coming along fairly good. Speaking of Disney. Uh, so how do you guys see how this saw the news came out? So Disney challenged elsewhere. This is a New York Times article challenged elsewhere plans to spend $60 billion on parks and cruises, which is more than double what they've spent over the past 10 years. And it really comes down to the revenue. They've got like $10 billion dollars. Um, over $10 billion in profit in the theme park and cruise section of their business over this year, which 10 years ago was only like two and a half billion. And so it would make sense for them to continue to invest more and more in these places while they're losing money on ESPN and some of these other different pieces. So then they started asking Josh DeMero and some of the people from Disney, what is it that you guys would do? And one of the things he threw out, like obviously you got Shanghai Disney, you've got Disneyland where they're trying to expand. I don't know if you've seen this, the, the renderings. I think I've got it here. Let's see. Yep, I do. 
the renderings that they're trying to do over in Disneyland and expand that park would be absolutely remarkable. They still have some city council things to go through, um, some impact studies for their hotel and some other things on Disneyland property. Apparently that's going to be voted on next summer or fall um, if that's going to go through or not. It'll be interesting to me to see, especially next year, we've got an election year. And if Disney DeSantis kind of thing in, in Florida fizzles out because now politics are behind us and Disneyland turns down the expansion, which I don't think they will, but if they turned it down in Anaheim, does that then bring their focus back over to Disney World and spend a lot more money here? That'll be an interesting thing to, for me to, to see as this unplay, uh, unfolds over the next 12 months. I do look at some of the comments that Josh DeMero mentioned. He said like, hey, just think about it. Wouldn't it be cool if we had like a Wakanda or some other things that we can start bringing to life? And uh, it'll be interesting if that happens in America or, or elsewhere. Uh, so we'll see. But until then, we've got Tiana coming, <laughs> which, oh, I'm ready for a bigger expansion than that. That's for sure. Especially with Epic, Epic Universe coming, Universal is going to be trying to eat as much market share as they possibly can. Uh, Coco says, Orlando needs another mall soon. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting comments. So beyond millennia or or what? Because I know you've got obviously um, Fashion Square, which is beginning to be reimagined, even though it seems like that's a little bit stalled based on more recent kind of stuff that I've seen. Um, that's going to be more of an outdoor mall with different restaurants and some stuff like that. Um, but retails, I don't know. Every time I'm at millennia, it's packed. Finding a parking spot is hard. And so we'll see what people invest in or not. Mm, Kevin says, hey, thanks for all your videos and everything you've done. I appreciate that very much. Thank you for watching. Uh, Jill says, we love traveling up 429 from Reunion to shop in the Hamlin, Horizon West and Winter Garden areas. You get to avoid I-4. That's absolutely true. I mean, our, <laughs> I think that that's why the Horizon West Hamlin area is do, that does really well because you have people in like say celebration that maybe they don't want to go shop on 192. So then they, t they pop up the 429 or like you in reunion, you're kind of like, you have an option of going down to Davenport, which is wild in terms of traffic, or you pop over to Horizon West and it gets to be easy for you. I mean, the 429 is very rarely backed up ever. Um, Johnson says, Hey Ken, well, a cool thing we did was eat at the old jailhouse in Sanford. The food was amazing and the history and the history interesting, hoping to go back and eat at the solitary confinement room. What? That sounds awesome. Hold on. we got to show the good people. What is this? All right. The old jailhouse kitchen spirits and behind bars, uh, that is awesome. The old jailhouse, kitchen spirit behind bars, history reservations. Let me look at some menu and some. Look at this. You've taught me something new, sir. Thank you. This is awesome. So it's literally an old jailhouse where <laughs> you get to eat and every little cell is a new experience. That is very cool. Well, I'm gonna have to try that out. I appreciate the Insight. This is why I'm trying. I'm trying to source the coolest stuff. One other thing, you don't have to do it here, but I'm trying to find out. We're going to do a video. I think this would be a fun thing. Is what does the fireworks view look like from your house? Because we know in Windermere 
and some parts of celebration you can kind of see hollywood studios fireworks if when if and when there are um horizon west you can easily see them claremont it gets to be you're a little farther away but you can kind of see them uh but where do you where do you live and then what does the firework view look like and i'm going to have people send in views of what the fire look fireworks look like from their house and then we'll kind of put a compilation together because so many people will reach out if you're a theme park fan and say i want to see fireworks on my backyard and as somebody who sees them out of their backyard every night like i can tell you years and years in uh it's still it's still pretty magical so let's talk a little bit about, let's talk about some real estate because uh, that's what I do and I'm excited about it. So I used to do this segment where I would pick out different price points, different areas and houses that were listed over the past week and tell you, he'll just give you some candid, candid feedback of what I think about them. And so let's do that together and let me know in the comments as well what you think about these places. But um, affordable housing is the number one topic on so many people's mind when you look at real estate values and interest rates and all of these other things. And so I try to find the first house would be something that would be a bit more affordable. And, and where is that? So this house was built in 2004. It's a set of 399, uh, 1800 square feet, 1868 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths. Um, and this one, you know, from the outside, I think it's beautiful. It's got a stucco, really cool garage door there. Uh, the layout, I mean, it's 18, it's 1900 square feet. It's not a huge house, but it's a good layout and a good size. Um, it's got definitely a, a tropical flair, a little bit of shiplap, a little bit of leafy, <laughs> leafy fans there. The blue caught me off guard for sure. That was a choice. Um, and yet I know a lot of people enjoy the blue in the kitchen. So going through here, the mixed tile piece also a rough one, but it is all on one level. It's all a ranch style. And I think that there's some cool choices here. So this house is in Leesburg. If you don't know where Leesburg is, this is going to be kind of up to, let's see if you took the 441 kind of up from the, uh, up past Howie in the Hills, up past Mount Dora. It's just good 45 minutes from anything close to sort of the theme park area. Again, if that's your thing, um, but the Leesburg area, because it is in the Harris chain of lakes, you're close to so many beautiful lakes and downtown areas. And I think that Leesburg eventually is going to be this like really sought after area. And so if you're willing to make the drive and you're in that price point sub 400, 33202 Iron Gate could be for you. All right, let's keep going. So this one's down in, this one is 434 is what it's listed for. It's 1700 square feet and it's a condo. I actually picked two condos out today and I'll tell you why after we get to the last one. But this one is a uh, 7625 Whisper Way. This is in Reunion. So the HOA fees here, you can see it's 530 a month, which is a lot, $6,000 a year for HOA fees. And uh, the reason I love it is just because it's an elevated condo. These all have like three or four floors on them. And they're all just on one level. The condos, you know, 1700 square feet all on one level. This one has a refreshed kitchen and it backs up to conservation. It's hard to beat the location if you want to be able to Airbnb out something. And you look at the amenities of the neighborhood. They've got three different golf courses. They've got a lazy river. They've got just a ton of different water park features and it's man gated. Uh, and then if you want to rent it out while you're not there, you can. Nothing like a, uh, a photo of somebody. Here we go. We're going to call them out. Nothing like a photo of somebody where their their selves is in in the mirror. 
can't do that. Don't do that stuff. Anyways, 434 is what it's listed for. Um, I think this is probably about right. Three bedroom, three bath, built in 2006, in reunion. That's about right. Let me know what you guys think of that. Uh, one Hide Willie says, I can't see fireworks from Indiana. That's why you That's why you watch. That's why you're coming down here, my friend. Uh, <laughs> so good. All right, let's keep going down the list here. Uh, this one I thought was actually really interesting. Now, this one's on the pricier side. So this jumped up. We went from affordable to not as affordable. Uh, this one's listed for 2.195 million. It's 3,800 square feet, six bedrooms, or sorry, five bedrooms, three baths. And this is in Maitland. Check this out. I think this, just the styling of this feels like old Florida. In fact, it was built in 2000. So 23 years old, but it feels like it's older. I mean, it's got a metal roof really cool kind of coastal vibe that we don't really see a lot of here with the palm trees and all that kind of stuff. Interior, really nice and open. Kitchen is very 2000, but it is a pool home and in Maitland, 2.2 million essentially. Let me know what you think about this one down below. And the last, the last but not least, this is the last condo. If you would have told me that I would be looking at condos with clients in like the two to $3 million range, I would have said you were crazy. And yet you look what's going on with uh, the Four Seasons residences. Those are my guess going to be darn near 2 million plus and people are gonna line up for them. Uh, but this is actually in Winter Park. So this property was built in 2008. It's listed for 2.399 million. And it's just this beautiful building over on Moore Street. You're really close to everything. You've got a little courtyard here, super safe, all on one level. And I actually, you know, for the price, you're buying the location is really is really what it is. But the size of it, 2,300 square feet, three bedroom, two bath. And I just, I don't know, there's something about a lock and go condo that I really like, especially in a walkable downtown area like Winter Park. It's just, it's hard to beat. So let me know what you guys think about this one down below as well. Uh, Kilroy says the Maitland one looked a little plain Jane for that price. I th yeah, you're buying, you're probably buying the lot uh, and the size, but yeah, I definitely get it. Get what you mean for sure. Uh, KJ says Lake Nona would be perfect. They would just add a Trader Joe's. So what I hear about Trader Joe's in Lake Nona specifically is that apparently they have this whole like radius system where they have to look at um, the surrounding area having a certain amount of rooftops that also have a certain amount of income on average. And if you look at Lake Nona, you're 50% you're of it surrounded by the airport. There's not enough rooftops there to support a Trader Joe's. So I don't think a Trader Joe's is gonna come there. I wonder though, like a Whole Foods, if it has the same rules or not, it would be an interesting one for me uh, to take a look at. Um, so Kojo going back to the mall thing, bringing it up, I feel like, Increase of tourism, Florida Millennium Mall are getting very crowded. Yeah, the Florida Mall is also very, very crowded. Um, and other people are checking in. That's in, kind of saying the same thing. That's interesting. Who would have thought the mall needs more people want the mall? Let's keep talking about some real estate things. So this is an interesting topic for those of you out there that are either sellers or buyers. This was a, a, a census that came out keeping current matters. They do a really good job. Americans have data. a paid off mortgage paid off house or at least 50% in home equity. And you start looking down this list, it's like the amount of people with mortgaged homes in negative equity is one tenth of 1%. Um, the amount of people with mortgage equity between zero and 9% is 2%-ish. 
And then really everybody else has at least 10% equity or more, but 68% of Americans having a paid off house or 50% equity. It's an interesting stat. I, I mean, the amount of growth that we've had over the past few years, it makes sense. And yet I didn't think that we would see it like this, this fast and also this sustained. And so you start thinking about what's going to go, you know, what happens if rates hit eight, because they're right there. And if, you know, the Fed today announced they're not going to raise rates, thank God they're going to pause for a while, but rates are still in the high sevens. And so I started digging through the data locally, looking at our five county area, and you'd be shocked to know that like a third of the houses right now are selling all cash. It's kind of wild. And we have really low inventory. I mean, over the past week, we've seen a little bit of a tick up, but for the most part, inventory is still really, really low. And so we look over here, this is, this comes, this data and statistics come right from our MLS and our local board. Um, but you've got, you know, everything from 400,000 and under, you're in a really strong seller's market still. Really all the way up to a million dollars, you're in a balanced indoor seller's market. And then everything over a million dollars, it's a it's actually trending buyer's market at this point. And so the people that are looking at houses under a million, you're getting roughly 30% of them paying all cash. The reason being is because they're selling their house somewhere else in the country or even here locally, we're getting, and they're just cashing out, taking that money that they've made over the past four or five years paying cash for their next place. Um, and it just kind of continually perpetuates this. So because we're not seeing a lot more listings hit the market, prices are pretty steady, even though overall number of homes are down roughly 30%. It's kind of a crazy market. Nothing, I don't think any of us were prepared for the market that we're currently in where you have this high of interest rates and yet prices are still climbing. In fact, you look at average, uh, average sales price here is 486 average uh, average original list price is 504 that's been pretty steady over the past uh four months or so interesting is this different than what you thought i am definitely curious uh what you guys think in regards to the overall market like how does this does this feel the way that you feel when you think about real estate and or just the overall market like most people a year ago oh the market's gonna crash and then it didn't in fact it just kept going up so it's an interesting thing to think about uh corbis or sorry, Cerebrus Group said, I got my house in 2013 in St. Cloud for over 315. Now it's worth over a million. Dude, I believe it. Uh, Roland can confirm Target at the beginning of the live. Yeah, Target over in Lake Nona. Uh, Nordstrom sounds nice and a Saks Fifth department store would be cool. I do miss a Nordstrom's. Like from where I'm from in Michigan, like we had a great Nordstrom's is like where I went for a lot of things. We have Nordstrom off the rack over in Millennia. It's just not the same. Um, Vanessa says, are you aware of any upcoming construction townhomes in Lake Nona? Yeah, there's plenty. It just depends on, um, what area of Lake Nona you're thinking. Are you thinking Loria Park? Are you thinking elsewhere and or around there? Let me know what you think. Um, the area around 429 specifically from Winter Garden all the way down to I-4 interchange is growing like crazy. So many new communities. Yeah. Dreamfinders just announced another new community off of Avalon. Um, and their other one over in Windermere, the Palms at Windermere just started selling this week too. So kind of crazy. Um, all right, going back over here. There's a study out of, or a story out of the growth spotter. Taylor Morrison added Yardley, which is build to rent neighborhood to Mount Dora Groves. Now this year, they, they look like 
duplexes almost. And so they're calling them cottage units. And they're gonna be two and three different, two and three bedrooms. And this is by Taylor Morrison. So this is one of the, the first ones that I've seen from them to get into the build for rent situation. And it's just, it's interesting. It's, it's you're seeing more and more of these builders start saying, we can't make as much money off of building and selling because land costs and labor costs and supply costs. So many of them, instead of getting into just building apartment buildings, they're getting into building these like build for rent neighborhoods. It's interesting. Again, I'm not a huge, huge fan, but uh, in terms of build to rent, because I'm like hoping that most more people can own. But I also know that between now and the time rates drop, we need to do something. But basically, there's going to be 309 one-story cottages or these duplexes, along with a clubhouse, pool, fitness center, pickleball courts, two dog parks, a linear park, and a mew. And it looks fantastic. I mean, it's like a really large build to rent. And hey, listen, I mean, if you're looking for a little bit more privacy and you're looking for something that feels like a house, apartment living is probably not for you. But if you're looking for something newer and a good community with good amenities, but you don't want to buy these things are popping up like crazy. And so, um, again, my curiosity is, is this something that you guys would consider uh, over renting somewhere else? It's going to be interesting. David says, I'm not a fan of built to rent either. I hope the market corrects that on its own. And I agree. I agree. I just, I like, I know self-servingly, it sounds like, oh yeah, he wants to buy real estate because he's a real estate agent. It's just statistically like homeowners have a significantly higher net worth than renters because you're paying off an asset and you have stability of a neighborhood compared to renters. Like that being said, 35% of Orlando rents. So it's needed. Everybody's in a different transition and different point of life. Um, I just hope that interest rates come down and that builders get on the development side even faster and start putting some more supply into the market. Because if we got some more supply, then people can start actually buying up houses that aren't crazy affordable or uh, unobtainable. Uh, Shakur says, Brightline coming tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it also is the 21st night of September. I hope you guys are jamming out on that. If I wasn't here doing this, which I absolutely love, there's only thing, there's only one other thing I like more than this, which is hanging out with my family. Uh, and we would be doing going on Guardians because I have to believe, I have to, if, if it's tonight, they have to just play September every time on the Guardians ride. That would be a travesty if that was not the case. Um, all right. Torchies, Tiger, Tacos, Target. We went through the three, the three T's tonight. Um, I'm going to go answer some other questions and we're going to wrap up. So I've got a few other ones in the pipeline that I'm going to answer. Let me know if you have any other comments down below. I'm happy to answer that before we wrap out. Uh, so Almar says, what do I think about Groveland? Are there any new projects coming to the area? I think Groveland is one of those cities that if you pushed out to Claremont and you drive another 10 minutes, you can drop a significant amount off the price point, like five to 10% and get the amenities of Claremont and everything coming to Lake County and really enjoy that. So I've had clients pushing out to that way, Leesburg, Groveland, Mount Dora, all those places kind of like farther out Lake County and even into Marion County that you can actually get a house that's a bit affordable. So I think that's a good thing. Um, Kim asked, Kim, Kim, you're always saying that I don't get your question. I'm going to get your question. You're next. Hold on. I appreciate you, by the way. Um, have I driven down the new Showfield Road yet? Yes, I did it yesterday. So all of a sudden you can get from, I got to show this. All of a sudden you can get from 27 and Claremont to Horizon West in like 18 minutes. 
So this road right here used to be this, like, it didn't fully connect. And it was also like dirt, like really deep dirt. And your car would swerve around and it was a mess. Now it's paved and you can get from 27 over here in Claremont all the way down and through over to Orange County National in like 18 minutes. And so this is super helpful for me because before, pop this open even more, before to get over back around, look at this is insane actually, now that I look at this map, to get over from Claremont, my favorite little donut spot up in here, Donut King, if we, had, if we wanted to go up this way, you'd have to drive all the way down 27, all the way to 192, and then all the way back up to 429, back up into Windermere and Horizon West in that area. And that whole process took you like 35, 40 minutes. And now this little jaunt through on Showfield Road being 18 minutes is going to be a game changer. I'm telling you, that's why I'm so bullish on Claremont, because the more of these roads kind of start cutting uh, 27 and 429 and those crossroads popping through, the more it opens up Lake County. And all of a sudden you've got access to some of the most the most beautiful lakes, public lakes, in central Florida, you're going to have affordable housing. You're going to have a lot of really cool things. That's also going to be close to all of the other development that's coming. It's a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, David, so I know, so David has a good question. He says, I'm seeing house prices drop a little in my neighborhood for the first time. Is that happening throughout central Florida or just in my neighborhood? David, I'm seeing, you know, you look at the price drops, um, I'll show you this here. So these are this is the market watch over the past seven days. This is basically everything excluding timeshares, mobile homes, and manufactured homes. So this is just like condos, townhomes, and residential real estate. And you can see there's 1,100 new listings, 232 price increases, and 1,200 price decreases. This isn't new. I mean, we've seen this probably for the past year. They've got a lot of builders dropping prices and sellers that will say, hey, I know my house is worth, like actually in your neighborhood, I showed a house the other day and they were listed at like a million four for a while. And it was never worth more than a million two. And I think that two years ago, people could have got away with that. People just were throwing money, however, and, and people were getting it. And so you still have a little bit of that where sellers are like, hey, I heard inventory is really low, so I'm going to list a little bit high and see what happens. But then you've got these savvy buyers who are like, I'm not going to overpay at 8% interest. Like I'm going to get market value and maybe you're going to help me with some closing costs because that's the kind of market we're in. And so the, the sellers that overprice uh, will sit there and or have to lower prices. But like we had four listings go pending this past week, all uh, sorry, two of the four had multiple offers. One of them was cash and the other one sold darn near full price. Um, so it just depends on the area and, and if you actually price it right to begin with. Um, really good question, though, because you are obviously seeing a lot of price decreases um, overall. Chad says, how's Orlando market versus Tampa market? Uh, I don't follow the Tampa market super close in terms of real estate. Um, but I'm actually going to reach out to my friend that who, like dominates Tampa now, just because you said that I'll put out a reel over on Instagram. Cause I'm kind of curious what that looks like. Uh, Holly has a good question. So, uh, thoughts on future Haines city area with all the home and I four construction, I think Haines city that's even farther out to me than Lake County in regards to having the infrastructure needed to like really crush it. 
in terms of an, like an affordability play, it's a great spot. There's so much coming to the area with new construction in the Haines City, Winter Haven, that whole like area, um, Davenport, that sort of thing. They're just really behind on infrastructure, schools, and all the stuff that they need, even more so behind than like a Lake, Lake County, Claremont kind of area. Um, and so I think for now, it's a great buy, uh, but you're just going to be waiting maybe a little bit longer. Um, Manila Bay says, Manila, Manila Boy says, agree with Coco too. Are they building a toll road from US 23 to 429? It's not a toll road. They're just going to be cross. Oh, actually there is up, up a little bit way north. There's going to be a toll road. Uh, but for all of the other roads are just going to be cross regular, regular roads, just cross section roads. Uh, Jillian says, am I seeing problems with appraise low appraisal values? I'm building new construction and they just did a 10K price drop and I don't close until January. So I'm a little worried. Jillian, that's an interesting question. So with new construction, um, the appraiser shows up and the, the builder will say, hey, here's the stack of similar models that we've closed over the past 90 days. And then they're going to hand them your build sheet, how much you actually put in for upgrades. And the builders and the, the appraiser is going to weigh all of that and say, what's actually closed. So even though the builder dropped prices $10,000, my guess is that it's probably still higher than what you locked in at six, nine months ago. And so all the appraiser cares about is what's actually closed, not like what the new incentives are, what's actively listed, what's currently pending. None of that matters. The only thing that they really look at is what's actually closed. Yeah, Jay says, uh, Showfield's finally opened. a game changer for Claremont. You're absolutely right. Florida Parks After Dark. What's up? Tuning in from Wellington, Florida. Good to see you. How long does it take you, uh, Parks After Dark? Obviously, with your photo, it looks like you guys are Disney fans and your name and that sort of thing. How long does it take you to get from Wellington to the parks? Sort of curious. Like You could see it on the map, but Florida's huge. Um, all right, I've got a few other questions I know that I missed. Uh, Jillian, going back to the equity and all that kind of stuff, I wonder if those in, in, those numbers include investment properties. They do. They that's all properties across the board, uh, regardless if they were owned by. Um, I'm guessing you're probably thinking like a BlackRock or like a REIT or something like that. So that's absolutely true. Um, that's every door, every address. They look at see if there's a mortgage on it or not. And so it would be interesting to think that to your question or where I'm guessing you're alluding to is if you only looked at principal residences, would that be true or not? Very interesting, actually, question. But I mean, okay, thinking this through as we're as we're just workshopping this together, as I'm just talking to myself here in the room, but your, <laughs> your, your question sparked something. Uh, so BlackRock and um, a lot of these big real estate investment trusts and that sort of thing, I think they bought up something like one, one or 2% of all of the single residential properties in the country, which is a massive, massive number. Um, that being said, like they say 68% of the houses. So even if that was included there, you'd still have 66% of the houses with 50% or more equity. So I guess it answers a little bit of our question. Uh, Florida Parks After Dark says two hours and 15 minutes. That's not too bad at all. Uh, Daniel says Wellington Universal Story Studios. Hey, look at that right there. Two hours and 10 minutes. Uh, what's up, Joel? It says, yo, you're checking out. The, you're like super, super late, man. <laughs> no, I'm just good to see you. 
Um, Manila Bay says, where do I see the most growth in Metro Orlando right now? The most growth percentage wise is Lake County. Um, but you have Orange County has the most amount of new construction. And so if you look, there's like 209 new construction communities in Orange County alone, which is the most out of the five county area by far. Um, but if you look at just from a percentage basis, Lake County takes the cake by far, uh, just cause there's, it was mostly orange groves, rural kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, Joel says, sorry, just got, no, it's good, man. I appreciate you checking in as always. It means a lot. All right. So that's it for us tonight. I hope you enjoyed catching up on the tigers, tacos and targets and all of the other things going on here in Orlando. I so appreciate you guys tuning in. It means a lot. If you're watching the replay, we'll put the chapters down below and any links and uh, yeah, until next time. Hope you guys have an amazing night. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. At Posit Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.